What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Friday, April 30th. I'm Akila Hughes. And I'm Gideon Resnick, and this is What a Day, where we are mentally preparing ourselves to take the masks off of our microphones. Yeah, we've been covering them up with N95s for the past year based on some very <laughs> questionable advice. When I take this off, you're going to hear that I'm actually shouting all the time. On today's show, the government vows to snuff out menthol and other flavorings in tobacco products. Plus, we'll have some headlines. But first, the latest. They have burned over 800 bodies here in the last three weeks in what used to be a car park. This in Delhi, a city of 20 million people, where the official death toll is one dead from COVID every four minutes. Wow. Uh, that's a news report on the dire situation in India, where the pandemic continues to spiral out of control. The country recently topped 200,000 deaths, but that's the official count. Many believe that to be a significant undercount. Yeah, the scale of the crisis there is really, really hard to imagine and has quickly become the worst the world has seen. Yesterday alone, there were more than 375,000 new cases in the country in just a single day, yet another record, and more than 3,600 deaths. Overall, the total number of confirmed cases, which, again, people think is an undercount, now stands at over 18 million. Yeah, that is an absolute wild statistic. Yeah. And to illustrate how dire it is for people there, there are reports of shortages of ventilators, beds, oxygen, to the point where on the black market, in some cases, oxygen tanks are going for up to 16 times their normal price as people mm -hmm. try to get them. Plus, burial grounds have been running out of capacity, and there are funeral pyres at crematoriums in Delhi. Yeah, it's just a nightmare if you've seen any of the pictures or videos. And also yeah. yesterday, the U.S. State Department issued a warning for Americans about how serious the situation is in India. What did they have to say? Yeah, I mean, they told U.S. citizens who are there to leave as soon as possible if they can. They cited the lack of available medical care and reports of being denied admittance at overwhelmed hospitals. And then on top of that, the CDC said, quote, even fully vaccinated travelers may be at risk for getting and spreading COVID-19 variants and should avoid all travel to India. Yeah. Uh, so recently, countries like Germany and Pakistan sent aid to India and the U.S. joined after pressure on the administration. So where does that stand? It actually basically just got started. So the initial flights from the U.S. that are carrying relief actually landed yesterday. And among the things the White House will be sending are $100 million in supplies, including oxygen cylinders, 15 million N95 masks, and 1 million rapid diagnostic tests. The U.S. is also sending vaccine manufacturing supplies, which they say would allow for the production of 20 million doses of the AstraZeneca vaccine. And that part is really critical, Gideon, because the country is struggling to make enough vaccines, right? Yeah, I mean, in time to beat what's happening there, definitely. So by tomorrow, India will make vaccinations eligible to everyone 18 and older. But 
an illustrative example of the problem. The New York Times reported that one doctor asked the Serum Institute, the world's largest vaccine manufacturer, for a timeline for when their specific center could get the 3,000 doses it needs each month. And the response was five to six months. That's yeah. not good. Yeah, and a portal to sign up for vaccinations reportedly crashed after 13 million people were able to actually get in and get those appointments. And thus far, only about 2% of the total population has been vaccinated. Yeah, and for why it's gotten so bad, some people are looking at the dreaded V-word variants. Is mm-hmm. that why we're seeing such a travesty happening? It's a little bit complicated at the moment because there's a bit of a debate about whether the specific variant that's identified in India is the sole cause of what we're seeing. So Anecdotally, you have some doctors that have pointed to infections rising among their fully vaccinated colleagues. However, researchers have said it's possible that India is also being overwhelmed by the B117 British variant. The reason there's debate about which variant is the problem is because the country isn't rigorously testing which strain is behind each infection like other countries do. So there's a lot more to learn about the presence of the variants and their behavior as well. Yeah, and in the midst of all this, where are India's political leaders? Well, in the past couple of weeks campaigning, uh, Prime Minister Narendra Modi has been holding these large election rallies in recent weeks, touting his own government as the crisis worsened. So just super spreading. Essentially, that's the yeah, yeah that's what it looks like. Um, there has also been attention paid to a social media crackdown as of late as Facebook temporarily took down and then restored posts with the hashtag resign Modi. Definitely not the end of the story there. And we have barely scratched the surface of what all is going on in India. But so you can help out, too, we're going to have a link in our show notes for how you can get resources over there. Turning back to the U.S., Akila, the FDA made a non-pandemic announcement that has to do with our collective health. So what is the update there? Yeah, so yesterday they announced that they're creating standards over the course of the next year to ban menthol in cigarettes and all flavorings in cigars. And the reason for this is especially sinister. Flavored tobacco offerings are often marketed to young people and black people and black young people. The longer you smoke, the worse your chances are of disease. And well, the math is pretty obvious here. Mm. FDA Commissioner Janet Woodcock said in a statement that the move would, quote, address health disparities experienced by communities of color, low-income populations, and LGBTQ plus individuals all of whom are far more likely to use these tobacco products. Right. And so what are the actual numbers on who is most likely to be drawn to these flavorings in their tobacco? Yeah. So according to FDA research, 85% of menthol cigarette smokers are black. A lot of people love saying, stop making everything about race, when if you zoom out, (laughs) everything does tend to come back to it. And a question Mm -hmm. I had that was asked and answered is that no, individuals who are in possession won't face consequences. This is really about changing the offerings from manufacturers, distributors, wholesalers, importers, and retailers. Yeah, that seems to be the better priority, of course. So this sounds like a net positive move on the FDA's behalf. But did they say exactly the impact that they think it's going to have? So their hope is that it could lead to nearly a million smokers quitting, including nearly a quarter million African-Americans. Now, this is assuming that they chose menthols for the taste and not because Joe Cool is so cool. Um, (laughs) I'm really not proud of the rhyme, but I said it, so I'm going to own it. Yeah, it is yours now for the rest of time. So happy Uh, for you. Well, (laughs) hopefully you can move on. So too long, didn't read. Uh, They're not expecting these smokers to necessarily just switch to another tobacco product. And they think these benefits could happen within a year and a half of the ban taking place. But beyond getting people to kick their nicotine habit, it's also about saving lives. We all know that smoking increases the risk of cancers, heart disease, birth defects, and that secondhand smoke kills people who happen to be in proximity. Black Americans have the highest mortality rates and shortest survival of most forms of cancer. So this really is seeking to right a wrong. 
That's right. And quickly, what were some of the reactions to the announcement? So the NAACP, or the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, think that this will, in fact, help the advancement of black folks. Tobacco companies, shockingly, didn't say much about that, but they did say that they thought it wouldn't work. I (laughs) guess, you know, they would know they're the ones who are pumping addictive products into these communities in the first place. But when has the chance of failure been a good reason not to at least try? The American Medical Association, who I respect way more, (laughs) called the (laughs) FDA's decision long overdue. We'll let you know if more develops, but that's latest for now. It's Friday Wad Squad, and for today's Temp Check, we're discussing one of history's most infamous trilogies, the Star Wars prequels, which Ewan McGregor discussed in a Hollywood Reporter interview this week. For the first time, McGregor addressed the negative response to the films, saying, quote, they were universally not very much liked. (laughs) McGregor played Obi-Wan in the movies, a role he's set to bring back in the 2022 Disney Plus series. And in trying to figure out where things went wrong with the prequels, he noted issues with the dialogue, saying, quote, I don't want to be rude, but it's not Shakespeare. (laughs) So to see if we agree with you, and we are going to listen to some extremely memorable prequel dialogue and review it on a scale of one to ten lightsabers. I cannot wait. 11-year-old me would think it's Shakespeare, so. (laughs) Okay, well, here we go. Uh, Here's Hayden Christensen romancing Natalie Portman in episode two, Attack of the Clones. I don't like sand. It's coarse, rough, and irritating, and it gets everywhere. Not like here. Here everything is soft. And smooth. Oh, that Ooh. was legitimately painful. I did not expect it to that be was so embarrassing. So bad. The pan flutes were really, really the touch that, yeah. that put it over the top. It should be a sound on TikTok. Like I, I think that the teens at the beach this summer <laughs> just be holding piles of sand saying, I don't like sand. It's coarse. <laughs> it's just like the least romantic thing I think anyone has ever said, but they were really selling it. Okay, uh, so you got to rate this, Gideon. Uh, one to ten lightsabers. Yeah, this this is clocking in at like two, and they're coarse. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're coarse like the sand. To yeah, my ears. hella hella generous. I'm going with one lightsaber. I think it's very very embarrassing. Um, <laughs> we're gonna go on to another one. Uh, it is Hayden Christensen from Attack of the Clones. Here we go. Believe me, I wish that I could just wish away my feelings, but I can't. Okay. Um, I mean, you know, I just think like an easy edit is to not say the same word twice when it's not that, you know, integral. Like, (laughs) I wish I could wish I could wish could wish. Yeah. I I don't know how that didn't come up in the edit. They're like, uh, we're looking for another word for wish and we're not getting anything. We're hitting a wall here, Hayden. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'd like, can we use it not as a verb and a noun in the same sentence, perhaps? <laughs> right, right. But they're like, no, that's all we've got. Um, yikes. You know, that one, I feel like it. it's just like a bad take, right? Like maybe he just paraphrased. If that's actually written down, that's a zero. But if it is just, you know, him paraphrasing them, we're like, cut, we got it, it's raining. <laughs> Let's just get out of here. <laughs> right, right, I'll right. give it like a three, perhaps with only one wish that would have been more heartfelt and really delivered. I agree. This is a conditional two and a half for me. Um, It does (laughs) definitely bump down to a zero if that was written. But we're going to assume that Hayden was kind of freelancing here. 
Woof. Well, just like that, we checked our temps. Stay safe. Maybe just do another draft. You know, one more pass, and uh, we'll be back after some ads. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life mm-hmm. doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, books, promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WAD. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. In what shouldn't come as a shock to anyone, two elite universities came under fire for being disgustingly racist. Princeton and the University of Pennsylvania put out a formal apology yesterday after being called out for using the bones of a black child killed by Philadelphia police in the 80s as a quote-unquote case study for an anthropology class. The remains belong to a black teenage girl who was killed in 1985 when the Philly police dropped a bomb onto the headquarters of MOVE, a black liberation group. Alan Mann, an anthropologist at UPenn and later at Princeton, held onto those remains for 36 years without permission from the family of the child. Mann's course at Princeton has officially been suspended for now, and the school's promised to return the remains to relatives. 
We have an update on a story we covered on our show. So a total of five people have been arrested and charged in connection with the shooting of Lady Gaga's dog walker and the theft of her pets. As a refresher, Ryan Fisher was shot and injured in February while walking Gaga's three beloved French bulldogs, Koji, Gustav, and Miss Asia. The robbers got away with two of the dogs. Then, after Gaga offered a $500,000 reward, a woman who was seemingly not involved, yeah, right, uh, showed up with the pups two days later. Doesn't take Daniel Craig from Knives Out to solve this crime. It turns out the woman was involved. Uh She was dating the father of one of the suspects. Now, she is being held on $1 million bail, along with the father and the three robbers. In a sense, you could say these people were on the edge of glory, but Mm. someone couldn't keep their poker face. Mm. (laughs) Oh, God. Maybe because they weren't born this way. And by this way, I mean good at stealing dogs or, you know, having a moral compass. I'm going to just dance myself away from that. Not ever Thank touch you. it or think about it again. That's good. Um, if you live in Colorado and want to have flowers growing in you someday, you are in luck. Mm-hmm. The Colorado State Legislature passed a bill this Tuesday that would allow for composting of human remains. Human composting is seen as an alternative to burials or cremations, turning bodies into soil in about 30 days. Under the new Colorado law, that soil could not be sold or used to grow food, which sucks if your dream version of the afterlife is becoming butter lettuce and getting eaten as part of a hearty cob salad. We all have dreams. Uh, the bill passed with bipartisan support, meaning that both Republicans and Democrats agree that the body is just a vessel for the spirit and also worms be hungry. Washington <laughs> legalized human composting in 2019, and lawmakers in Oregon, California, and New York have proposed human composting legislation as well. Obviously, none of this means anything to me because I'm going to live forever. Wow. I'm going to probably die, but I'm not going to like think about the composting part. You know, figure it out after I'm dead. Uh, yeah, fair. <laughs> here is the latest update in the world of money that only exists in the computer. The viral <laughs> meme, Disaster Girl, was just sold by its subject as a non-fungible token for $500,000. Zoe Roth was the little girl who, in 2005, was photographed grinning in front of a house that was completely engulfed in flames, as if to say, I planned this. Approximately <laughs> one million photoshops later, Roth is 21 years old and in college I'm a million years old, by turning her photo into an NFT and selling it online. She was able to take control of her own image for the first time since it was posted. Good for you. The Roth family still owns the copyright to Disaster Girl and will retain 10% of future sales, making it even less clear what an NFT is and why someone would ever buy one for half a million dollars. The new owner of the meme can claim that their copy is stored on the blockchain and marked as authentic. My version is a JPEG I can access at any time on Google Images. I'm willing to sell that for just $200,000. That's a reasonable ask. It's a fair price, and I think you're going to get your money's worth. Yeah. All right, guys. Come through with the offers, and uh, those are the headlines. One more thing before we go, a correction from yesterday's show on the investigation into the fatal shooting of Andrew Brown by sheriff's deputies. The case is in North Carolina, not South Carolina. Our bad. That's all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, become a Cobb salad and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just Lady Gaga song titles so you can make good puns like me, <laughs> What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out. Subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Akila Hughes. I'm Gideon Resnick. And we're and selling we're this, this episode, episode as, as an, an NFT. NFT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, if you got money and you want to waste it, come on over here. Listen, this is a very rare episode we're talking about.
What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun and Jazzy Marine are our associate producers. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Leo Duran, Akila Hughes, and me. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made In Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made In. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made In Cookware. I'm Jessica Reeves, and I've been analyzing and reporting on extremism for the last 10 years, and I have the gray hair to prove it. Subscribe to our podcast, Extremely, for an always eye-opening look inside the daily work of exposing, fighting, and disrupting all facets of extremism. My co-host, Oren Siegel, and I explore this ever-changing landscape and bring you stories of people and places impacted by extremism, those who fight to protect our communities, and those who offer new perspectives. You can find Extremely wherever you listen to podcasts.